Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1200, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Markets. Yes, indeed, everybody. Carol Masser, Corey Johnson on this rainy Thursday in New York City. Uh, Corey, where would you invest around the world right now? I'd invest in umbrellas right now for you to sell on the corner <laughs> there on Park Avenue and where are you, 45th Street down there? No, not, not even like 48th, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Umbrellas would be a good idea. Anyway, we're going to talk global markets in just a moment. We've got uh, Ben Mandel, global strategist at J.P. Morgan Asset Management, joining us in just a second. Back to your top business stories and an update on today's trading session. Uh, not gloomy on Wall Street, at least not if you're if you're there, you might be a little upset. But uh, otherwise, lo- if you're long in the yes. market, bright and sunny, Carol Masser, look, the uh, S&P NASDAQ, they are both at records right now with the S&P up 11 to 24.16. That is a gain of five tenths of one percent. NASDAQ also at a record of 50 points, 62.13 on track for our first close of up 6,200 on NASDAQ up eight tenths of one percent. We've got the 10-year down 132nd. That yield 2.25 percent. Gold little changed up a dollar 80 right now to 12.54, higher by one tenth of one percent. Crude oil, the big story today, they had that meeting in Vienna, West Texas, intermediate crude, tumbling now down 4.8 percent, dropping 249 below $49 at 48.88. Brent crude down 4.6, 51.47 a barrel on Brent. Oil sank from a five-week high after OPEC extended plans to limit production without deepening the cuts. Phil Verliger is the president and owner of P.K. Verliger. Well, the OPEC and most people who follow oil miss is that the Silicon Valley is now running the oil industry, at least here in the United States. Fracking is a technological play, and fracking, you know, they keep getting better and better. Best Buy shares soaring 21.9% now. Best Buy getting a boost from Super Mario in the first quarter as demand for Nintendo's new Switch game console helps the retailer post a surprise sales gain. Recapping, stocks pushing higher with the S&P up 12 to 24.16. A gain there of five-tenths of 1%. I'm Charlie Pellet. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Thank you very much, Charlie Pellet. You are listening to Bloomberg Markets on Bloomberg Radio. And the whole thing is gonna crumble. It's a tug of war. Yes, indeed, everybody. We want to talk about uh, the global market picture. We do have U.S. stocks rising to fresh records today. In fact, the S&P pushing its longest rally since February 6 to 6 days. Let's get a global perspective. Ben Mandel is with us, global strategist at J.P. Morgan Asset Management. We're on site uh, for the Defined Contribution Advisor Summit here at J.P. Morgan headquarters in New York City. Welcome to Bloomberg Radio. Thank you. We were talking a little bit before we got going here. Um, when you look at the global environment it does feel like in many parts of the world, certainly the developed world, that things are kind of chugging along. Mm-hmm. You asked Charlie earlier, where would he invest yeah. in, the, in the global uh, marketplace? It's a trick question. I think it's sort of everywhere uh, in some sense. Uh, there's a global fundamental that has been really important in driving equities higher. So it's not just a U.S. phenomenon. We view that as queuing off of uh, a decent global fundamental. And I think embedded in that view is a virtuous cycle in the global economy. So it starts out with an acceleration in in growth. Mm -hmm. Uh, We saw that at the end of last year, measures of uh, global GDP growth, again, just adding up uh, everywhere around the world, 
went from about 2% growth at the beginning of last year to 3% uh, at the beginning of this year. That's a big jump. That's a big jump. I mean, that's, you know, yeah. by global growth standards, is a significant change. Uh, so starting to move out of that new normal environment where growth is lower, inflation is lower, and policy is, is lower. So part of it is that nominal growth environment improving. Uh, that translates into better corporate profit growth, which uh, use, you know, is goes uh, pretty much in line with nominal uh, GDP growth, mm -hmm. uh, and that you're seeing as well. So Q1 earnings w were were strong. It's we're, fundamental no matter all of the static that's going on around the globe. That's right. So I think you have the global growth picture feeding into global profits. Global profits feed global sentiment, uh, mm -hmm. and corporate sentiment is absolutely uh, – great right now. So it's at high levels, and it's not just the U.S. Again, it's a broad phenomenon around the world. And when, and when corporate sentiment is high, then investment spending is better, hiring is better, and so you have uh, uh, that, that's where you complete the cycle. Then you're back in your, in your higher growth world. And so we see that cycle as being uh, perpetuating uh, throughout at least the, you know, the, this year, mm -hmm. uh, and that makes us more comfortable being overweight risk assets in our multi-asset book. When I look uh, uh, at uh, stats like the, like the, I don't know, well, which GDP figure do you, do you use for that? Because I'm looking at the World Bank GDP number, and that actually shows it tailing off a little bit in uh, total GDP, I should say, in uh, in the fourth quarter. The, uh, that's uh, so we we construct our own uh, bottom up yeah. analysis of of the global economy, and I think it's not, it wouldn't be unreasonable uh, to moderate a little bit from mm -hmm. these levels. You've had a few things pushing up uh, global growth, uh, which which you, you, you may expect to, to moderate. One example is the global manufacturing complex. One characteristic of the expansion since the global financial crisis is that it's been sort of goods light. Right. Uh, there hasn't been a huge demand for manufactured goods. That was part of the reason why EM had a, had a big uh, slowdown uh, in 2015. Do you see that picking up? And so that, that's that's picked up. Picked In up, fact, yeah. manufacturing was very strong. One of the reasons growth accelerated and one of the reasons why you'd actually expect growth to tail off a little bit towards the end of the year is that that impulse uh, has has faded a little. So when you look around the globe, and Ben, you know, you, I had the benefit, Corey, of talking with Ben before we got going, and you said you're overweight Europe, U.S. and Japan, underweight the U.K. a little bit, but you've got a pretty fairly diversified global uh, portfolio at this point. I'd say as far as things go, we're pretty directional. So we're leaning into equities and leading in in a very diversified way right now. So we're overweight the U.S., small and large cap. I assume that you guys are typically diversified to some extent, but what's different about this diversification portfolio? It's, I think it's a function of the, the economic environment you're in. So yeah. if you're in uh, so think of, think two years back. You're in a new normal environment. Gro growth is is low, and in an environment like that, you're all about relative value plays and carry. So there's no big uh, right. top line growth that's pushing everyone up. Right. Uh, so in that environment, you like you like credit. So one of our big uh, allocations at that point was high yield uh, credit. Right. Uh, in that environment, you like the U.S. equity market versus the rest of the world. It was all relativity. It was all relative. Yeah. Uh, so we've moved from that period to uh, a slightly more reflationary uh, global economic environment, as we were talking about. And in that environment, uh, you'd rather uh, have a directional view on equities spread out a little bit more broadly across regions. So, so we're in, we're in U.S. U.S., Europe, Japan. EM are overweight uh, positions in, in the equity market. You've got China growing at 6.9% last year. I mean, do you, in the last report, uh, what is it, first quarter. And I wonder how China is, uh, A, impacting that global number that you're citing of 3%, but secondly, you know, uh, the, the leg of the table that, that is so important for that growth. 
Ben, we only have about 15, 20 seconds. Okay. So EM cycle in general is heavily dependent on China, but we do have a positive view there. So you think about EM as being sort of early in its business cycle. It just came out of recession that it went into in 2015. Mm. So early cycle dynamics are, are pretty good. And the, the global environment is good for EM. So they're a high beta play on global growth, uh, including a, a, a flat and long U.S. business cycle. So the downgrade in China, you don't, it doesn't bother you? Not as much. Yeah. No. Hey, thank you so much. Come back. Thank you. Ben Mandel, global strategist at J.P. Morgan Asset Management, on site at J.P. Morgan headquarters. You are listening to Bloomberg Radio. Speaking of the world, let's get some world and national news headlines with Bloomberg News anchor Adrian Mitchell in our 991 studios in Washington, D.C. Hey, Corey and Carol. A federal appeals court has upheld a block on President Trump's travel ban upholding a lower court decision. The ban was first announced in March, but blocked before it could go into effect. It would have banned entry by travelers from Libya, Somalia, Sudan, Syria, and Yemen for 90 days and blocked all refugees for 120 days. President Trump is urging NATO members to spend more on defense. Bloomberg Serb Chapman reports he spoke at the dedication of NATO's new headquarters in Brussels. NATO leaders at the United States spends as much on defense as all the other member nations combined. NATO members must finally contribute their fair share and meet their financial obligations for confronting today's very real and very vicious threats. The headquarters building will house a fragment of the destroyed North Tower of the World Trade Center. The president praised NATO allies for their treating an attack on the United States as an attack on all members. Under a treaty provision he did not specifically endorse as applying to NATO's newest members who border on Russia. Irv Chapman, Bloomberg Radio, Washington. The president says he'll get to the bottom of intelligence leaks about the Manchester bombing. The BBC reports British police have stopped sharing information with the U.S. because of them. Treasury Secretary is urging Congress to vote to increase the government's debt limit before their August recess and head off default. The House Freedom Caucus says it won't do that unless it gets spending cuts and caps. Global News 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,600 journalists and analysts. I'm Adrian Mitchell. 